0: Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of the Clear 4-8 podcast. A podcast where we talk about Final Fantasy XIV, maybe some MMOs, maybe some games or whatever comes to mind sometimes. Here with me I've got Clarissa. Hello. Sue Jack. Hello. And I'm Nox. And we're just we're just a few people that got together playing video games. Um I guess, do we start with a bit of history of the Clear for Eight group?
1: Yeah, that sounds good.
0: Well, I guess I guess technically it would have started with me because, long story short, we were recruiting for a raid team. We kind of messed up, over-recruited, lack of communication, and Sujak ended up one of the people that was extra in all of the mess and we made a yeah (laughs) the leftovers (laughs) if you will yeah and and we decided to make a second raid team within our fc and that's how we ended up with a whole nother team the first team fell apart so on and so forth and i guess Sujak, you take over
1: second team going strong we kind of split from the fc because we were all on different servers in final fantasy um so we kind of made our own static name and established clear for eight kind of as a joke for clear for one parties we said clear for eight because we're all gonna need it
0: oh yeah did we ever or not me i guess because i wasn't in the original (laughs) (laughs) the og squad i was not in that particular squad Although we were there. like I mean, I was in the Discord. We were all part of the community at the time. Yes.
1: I think Clear for 8 now has grown to a Final Fantasy XIV community, mostly focused on raiding and high-end content, but also just a place to meme, joke around, and just chit-chat.
0: hmm We do, I mean, beyond the raiding, we do Unreal Clears, so we can all get our faux leaves, we do our maps gosh we were doing like two hours of maps last night uh we do it all do the whole thing the whole shebang all of final fantasy 14 and so that's that's clear for eight
1: yep that is us ragtag group of final fantasy raiders
0: best in the business so true for sure Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're experts. <laughs> Still trying to clear oo. We're the best. <laughs> uh, mm, yeah, one day.
1: One day. <laughs> Hashtag soon. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Trademark. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now I guess talked about the group here, maybe we go into ourselves. You know, where where we came from in gaming. A little bit of uh what we love in video games and whatever else you guys want to say about yourselves. I guess we'll start with Clarissa. She hasn't had much to say just yet.
2: So, I'm Clarissa. Um, I'm a 3D generalist, illustrator, and cosplayer. Uh, Games have always been a huge part of my life and have kind of influenced my interests, Um, very clearly, as I love making fan art and cosplays of such, um, and the characters that I like. But uh, my aunt and uncle honestly got me into gaming, the most because when I was younger I'd kind of just like watch them play different things on like the SNES and PlayStation 1 when they got one of those. And so I'd watch them play like Super Mario World, Super Metroid, the classics basically. But uh, when my aunt would play Chrono Trigger that's when I was kind of the most invested and when I got a little bit older she'd let me make a save file. And kind of do my own run. And I kind of discovered my love for RPGs um, the most through that game. Definitely still my all-time favorite. Um, my uncle ended up gifting me a copy of Super Smash Brothers 64 when I was a little bit older. And I have played, like, every game in that series. Um, and it's honestly been kind of a way for me to discover new games as well and uh when I picked up Smash Brothers Melee that's when I kind of discovered Fire Emblem because I'm like okay who's this Marth guy who's this Roy guy and I did some research and was like you know these games are kind of cool um I joined the bandwagon a bit late though so I've only played kind of like the Awakening and Forward games but um I really did enjoy them, but my interests have shifted um, kind of elsewhere as of late. Um, but kind of similarly to how um, Smash Brothers got me into Fire Emblem, it also got me into Xenoblade. Um, so I saw Shulk in Smash 4, and I'm like, okay, who is this guy? I really like his playstyle in the game. I feel like it's only right for me to try Xenoblade, and that kind of hit all the points in my love for RPGs. And I ended up absolutely adoring um, Xenoblade 1. And I'm basically hooked in all of the games in that series. Um, I have, like, six Xenoblade cosplays right now. Thinking about two others. (laughs) I've made so many pieces of fan art uh, for all the games in the series. And, yeah, still pretty active in the uh, fandom for that one still. And, um, honestly... Absolutely adore
0: the game. Yeah, I remember I was on your Twitter looking at some of it. I don't know what it was. I saw it was a Xenoblade cosplay. Yeah. I can't remember the character now because I don't know anything about Xenoblade. I I'm honestly so, not even sure what the game plays like, <laughs> to be honest. It's, it's kind of
2: I think it'd be classified as an action RPG. So, um starting from like Xenoblade 1, uh there's a lot of exploration that you can do and obviously there's a solid story. Uh I think there's very good pacing in that game, particularly uh great character development, um all kind of things that I love. Um but you just kind of like run around, explore the world that you're in, uh kind of complete the story beats Get super attached to characters, kind of twist around in all the plot twists, and you're just standing there with your mouth hanging open because it's like, oh my god, that just happened. I don't even know what to do now. But, um, yeah, so I actually did cosplay Malos. Um, he's from Xenoblade 2. He's considered one of the antagonists. But what I like about that game is, I think, I personally think that the characters are like pretty well written and are like they have some depth to them, especially the ones that be that could be classified as antagonists. Um, but yeah, definitely one of my favorite characters from Genoblade 2.
1: Very cool. That is I can't say I've played any of those games, but they sound very interesting. For sure.
0: Yeah, I've I I've heard the name of course. But mm-hmm. yeah, I've never actually played one. I don't even I don't even remember seeing gameplay of it. So you say it's like an action RPG, so would it fall under I'm trying to think of like a Devil May Cry style. I, I've kind of seen gameplay of that. I haven't even played that. I call yeah, myself I'm a gamer not, and I haven't played all these.
2: <laughs> I'm not <laughs> familiar with that series. Yeah. But like maybe. Nier,
0: maybe like a Nier, if you've played um, or seen that. I'm just saying from a gameplay yeah i don't
2: yeah i think it could be considered near adjacent as far as gameplay mind you i did attempt to play near but i tried to play the pc version when it wasn't optimized so i was running it like a good tasty like three frames per second or something but (laughs) yeah the the, the gameplay
0: the near slideshow experience yeah, yeah. the newer
2: slideshow <laughs> experience but i think it's kind of similar there's a battle system definitely not turn-based um honestly it might be kind of similar to that uh final fantasy remake was it seven that okay. was yeah. remade yeah. recently i've watched one of my friends kind of play that a bit it's honestly pretty similar to that different ui but general idea is the same
0: yeah, I've got that. So game. you
2: have like spells you can cast or actions that you can um, initiate, and you're just kind of like running around the enemy, uh, hitting those positionals. Yes, there are positionals. <laughs> <in Steam. laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I
0: but quit. yeah,
1: it's pretty similar. <laughs> Very cool. Um, how about you next? Tell us a little bit about you.
0: Oh me? Well. Gosh, I, you know, I'm the cliche. I've been gaming since I was a wee little boy. I don't know why I chose to say it like that. But I've been playing since, oh gosh, when I was like five and I first saw a Nintendo at a family friend's house. I don't even remember who it was, but they had a Nintendo and I was enraptured. I loved it. It was just Mario. But I just thought, why isn't everyone doing this? Why do we watch TV when we have this? I can play Bike. Forget movies, I can play a game, this is incredible. And from there, it was just every Christmas I wanted a new video game, I wanted the new system. So I've had something, like every console generation, I guess until PS4 era and the Xbox One. I didn't really have one, because I was PC only at that point, and all I played was PC games. PC but, methods. oh, uh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> It's the best. None of this console peasantry, even though I have an Xbox Series X and a PS5. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. They're just great for sitting at, you know, the couch and just lounging somewhere and playing a game. It's great. But I guess favorite games I've had ever, there was some of the ones that come to mind immediately it was like Command and Conquer Red Alert, which was an RTS back in nineteen ninety-six or something like that the mid 90s and I just that made me fall in love with PC games in general loved it I played it for hours at a friend's house got it for myself for Christmas because I was like 11 I couldn't go buy things (laughs) and loved that and then I love sports games for a while I did like Forza and Gran Turismo FIFA Madden loved all that and I guess what made me come back to PC gaming a lot was World of Warcraft and League of Legends. I I sunk thousands of hours into both of those. And WoW really made me get into MMOs, which eventually one day led to the Final Fantasy XIV craze that I'm in now and have been for a couple of years. It's just what a great genre in general. And yeah, I I've been playing games a long time so i guess i have an interesting perspective of what it was like in the 90s pc gaming where windows updates were sold at walmart um mm-hmm. in boxes I guess.
1: that is <laughs> like, wow
0: version yeah. 1.2 windows 95 20 bucks <laughs> this, this little <laughs> i don't remember the prices i didn't buy it i was a little child but i remember you know we'd see the discs like do we need that oh, this one will let me play my game because it doesn't work on Windows version, blah, blah, blah. Because it would say on the box, like requires Windows version this and you needed to go get that. Driver disks, go find it. Hope it came with the game. Like <laughs> it was a mess. There wasn't an internet to download the patch. Like if your game was broken, that was it. Your game was broke. There was no pa- There was no patch coming online. There was no fix. There was just, oh, well. Which, Can you that- imagine?
1: Gamers today. Oh,
0: my gosh. I, uh,
1: the malding.
0: Oh, yeah. I spent $60. It can't even boot. Oh, oh the return lines. It's it's so much better now. I, I know people complain that games come out incomplete and broken messes. Where's my frame rates? But oh at gosh. least they can fix it. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I got a game... It was called Fast Food Tycoon. Not a great game. It was just a family member bought it for me randomly. And I remember I couldn't play it for years. It was like a year and a half, two years. I just had the box sitting there because it didn't work on Windows 98. And then I found out that someone down the street had Windows ME on theirs, and it would work on their computer. So... They, We all saw an opportunity, and I started babysitting their kids for their date nights. And in the evenings, they would fall asleep, and I could play my game on their computer <laughs> until they oh got back. Gosh. So I finally oh got to gosh. check it out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: the things I went through to be a gamer.
1: Community gaming.
0: Gosh. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, they, they, it was two twin girls and their slightly older brother, so they were a handful.
2: Oh boy, but
0: by golly, I was gonna play that fast food tycoon, and that's <gasps> that that was yeah, i mean that that's my history of gaming i don't i've I don't know how to even i played every type of game that there is. I just haven't played every game ever because that's just too much
1: it is quite a bit,
0: oh yeah, that's i mean jeez
1: like I, impossible.
0: Oh yeah, Yeah. I don't think I'll ever play the games in my Steam library. I don't even know why (laughs) I have most of these games. I don't (laughs) know. It's like six hundred at this point. I there's a bunch I've never installed. I have no idea if I'll ever play them. Oh, Steam Steam sales, sales. humble bundles, (laughs) yeah, just yeah. Wow, twenty games for six (sighs) dollars. Don't mind if I do.
1: (laughs) Oh man,
0: played one of them for thirty minutes. Whatever.
1: Man. (laughs) Valve must love
0: you. Oh yeah, they've yeah. I'm surprised I didn't get picked for one of the free Steam decks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> you want another reason to buy more games you're not gonna play?
1: <laughs> oh gosh. But there's so
0: many good ones out there, you know? It's it's just wild how many games there are, especially today with you're not limited to what's on a shelf now. Yeah, I mean, I can literally just hey, I want a game that's like this, and then I've got five hundred options at my fingertips at any moment. But enough about me for now. Sue Jack, what's what's your story?
1: Hello, uh, I'm Sue Jack. I actually wasn't allowed to play video games when I was younger. Um, my mom was mostly under the impression, you know, like if you have quote you know downtime we're either playing outside reading a book or hanging out with like the neighborhood kids and riding our bikes around and stuff so i never really play like console games or anything like that but in the 90s we did get a computer like the family computer back in the day and it was a packard bell um and my dad would sneak games home from like you know like pirated copies from people at work and so i'd play like (laughs) i was like probably eight years old playing like wolfenstein which is absurd but here we are um like mist oregon trail um sim city those types of games that could kind of borderline educational but also you know they're still games so some of them slid by my mom and it was okay but my dad kind of snuck us some um, but Not otherwise, a great dad.
0: By the way, I know. Yeah. <laughs> just,
1: I think they saw that like I could be hooked into video games pretty easily, so I think they were just trying to steer me away from it, so I could like, you know, I was the model student, getting like straight A's and stuff, and yeah. So then, fast forward to college, and I was like, you know, freedom. Uh, <laughs> the floor below me were just like this. It was like a LAN party every day with those guys. And so they were playing like Final Fantasy, uh, Dota, Warcraft 3, like all these different games. And I was just like, holy cow, this is amazing. I just want a game. Luckily, I, I, I did graduate college. I didn't just like go deep dive into video games and drop out of college. But I did... I did invest a lot of time playing games that I'd missed out on for so many years. Um, So, yeah, I finally got, like, my first gaming PC after I graduated college and my first, like, console after graduating college. And probably the biggest time sink game that I've had then was World of Warcraft, I started playing at the end of Vanilla into Burning Crusade and then like all the way through Mop. And yeah, like Nox, I sunk so much time into that game just between, it actually it was mostly PvP. I loved arenas, I loved Battlegrounds. And this was a time before rated Battlegrounds, so you would just kind of queue in and just as a group and then just like completely steamroll the other team. And I, I loved doing that. Uh, and so MMOs have always kind of been a huge part of my adult gaming life Um, I've played League of Legends Overwatch uh, Diablo uh, Final Fantasy games as well uh, and obviously Final Fantasy 14 I was one of the WoW refugees coming out in the past few years uh, just bailed ship on WoW and completely dove into Final Fantasy fourteen. And so here we are. And I guess that is a side note. My day job, I'm a software engineer, data scientist. And uh, I apply a lot of those kind of like coding or sort of analytical thinking to video games now as well. And so it's been helpful to know how to code to sort of make scripts or helpful things for games too. So um I kinda like how that has worked out so far.
0: Sounds like third party, get banned.
1: What no use <laughs> no, like Oh my gosh. No. But like I don't know. Well in WoW it was like I'd make I'd write Lewis scripts for stuff. Uh oh yeah well WoW it's...
0: was the Wild West when it came to that. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah.
1: Super Wild West. And that's kind of actually what got me started with coding because i kind of was a career switcher and i didn't start coding right out of college and so i uh i think part of that like love of like taking control of what i actually wanted in like wow's ui fueled my current career
0: yeah that's i yeah because i can see Video games always kind of sparked an interest in me. Just the interest, obviously. I have never actually pursued it, Uh, but I think a lot of people have looked at coding. Like, man, it'd be so cool if I could make this thing in a game, or if I could do a mod myself and just make whatever I wanted. And you've actually lived the dream a little bit. You know, you you went out there and actually learned it.
1: Yeah. Say though that I don't. We maybe another day we'll talk about this but like the game industry and being like a developer or coder in the game industry i that was a hard no from me
0: i could see that and yeah <laughs> it's well oh, I, just the big public stories you hear about oh my gosh that's enough to make you question it much less what uh, the ones you don't hear about which i'm sure are rampant um, for sure And plus, I'm sure you hear about the grind culture in the video games industry. And um, what do they call it? The crunch time that they always like to do. All these companies have been getting in trouble for lately.
1: Crunch time and lawsuits and, and, yeah, just blah. No thanks.
0: I feel like it's got this weird thing that it's... Video games is particularly, I would say with, in the software engineering and the programming, all of that, that realm, it's a more passionate workforce because it's video games. Most people go towards that because they already have a passion for games. So it's more exploitable as a workforce. Whereas it's hard to find someone who is just diehard passionate about network engineering Like they might (laughs) like it, but it's not like they live, eat, and breathe all day. Man, I just, I just love sys admin work. Like that's not, (laughs) that's not usually a passion. Like it is with man. I'm making my own video game. Like I designed that sword or the physics, or I made the run animations. And like there's a pride in that work that is very sure. I'll work 120 hours this week and sleep in the office. That. I can't even. No, I bet.
1: Yeah, I think, I think the game industry like sort of banks on that. They, yeah, you know they, and not just like developers, but I'm sure like artists could because like you know that's their craft, that's their love, um, and that it's kind of predatory in that way. In that, they companies know. Oh yeah, our employees they'll they'll go that like sixty hour a week because you know it's it's a passion Mm -hmm. wild to me as a
2: creative that's honestly been something that I've been kind of thinking about fairly recently Uh, I currently don't work in the game industry or I work business right now (laughs) but um I did have kind of passions to kind of work towards that and I'm honestly starting to realize like hmm I feel like it would be it would be great to be that person it's like hey I made this sword. I modeled this character, but kind of looking at the ways that I like to work personally, I feel like the kind of grind culture would be very, it would take a huge toll. And it's just like, okay, there, I think personally, there are some issues right now that I probably would have a hard time dealing with in that industry until they're resolved. So I personally just think, okay, I'm just going to focus on doing what I can on my own on the side. Um, But yeah, there's definitely, I think they definitely take advantage of people just taking pride in their work and kind of hoping that they'll bend over backwards to do anything. And it's like, eh. don't necessarily think that's the best way to do that. But
0: it certainly isn't long-term. That's why there's, there tends to be a lot of turnover and people, you know, switching companies, trying to find a better balance and whatnot. and then. Most of the time they don't find it. Uh, It's unfortunate. I kind of wish I could run my own company (laughs) because I I see the way they run it and it's baffling to me because it's usually management or the owner, whoever's in charge. Someone in charge is basically saying you need to have the passion like I do, you know, believe in the company, whatever garbage line that they want to spit out there to try and convince you and i don't have that personality type like uh like even running this podcast at all because i came to you guys with the the idea so i feel a bit of responsibility for that but it's not on you guys like i came forward with it that's not my stress is like man i can't let everybody down i need to figure out how to do everything and that's stressful to me but that's the way it should be and don't put that on your People you're working with. Does that make any sense? That's kind of a weird.
2: No, I think it makes I sense. Get it.
0: Like, yeah. if I was running a company, it wouldn't be, well, you know, we need to meet this deadline. You have to stay an extra 40 hours. <laughs> what? Ugh. No, that's as the manager, as the person in charge, that's your job to figure it out within a reasonable, like, system of don't overwork your people and don't put it yeah. on them because you didn't plan appropriately. Don't For set sure. an unrealistic deadline like just straight up that's stop doing that
1: yep definitely
0: but hey at least the video games are cool
1: yeah i'll still enjoy them i I appreciate them i also i you know when when bugs and stuff you know at first knee-jerk reaction you kind of want to maul at it like oh my gosh (laughs) but you know thinking about the you know the other side like the developers probably were like raising the issue and you know they're like well just push it anyway we'll patch it or whatever Mm -hmm. and they're trying to like you know work as hard and do their best under the conditions they're working so yeah like when games come out have a little bit of empathy and think about you know there are people behind the code in the game oh yeah
0: i yes of course like i mean i usually don't get mad at a bug When it happens, I get a little perplexed when there's like, I don't even know how to put it, Uh, I guess. Call of Duty would be the one where I would bring up the example of I'm pissed off at someone, I just don't know who. (laughs) But they had like in Warzone, they had bugs. Where there was a bug where you could use your stims over and over and over and over so you could survive in the gas and just win games. Because you had infinite stims to keep healing yourself. And they patched out that bug, but then they accidentally patched it back in like three times. Oh no. And I was like, where is your QA? Like, why aren't you guys checking this? I wasn't even necessarily blaming the people doing the code or whatever. Like, it probably wasn't them. It's the fact that no one tested it. And to me, that's management. I If you see consistent problems, I immediately think, no, your manager sucks because a manager should be like, hey, did we double check this? Did we run it through QA? Did we do all these things and make sure that it all works when we put it together? Because obviously you didn't because it's broken again. And it's the same thing that broke three weeks ago. Why is it broken again? Like that, that just drives me up a wall. And then when you see like the leads... On Twitter, I literally saw a tweet where someone was mad and said, why isn't this in the game? I don't understand. It was a professional player saying, why isn't there ranked in Call of Duty? This is supposed to be an eSport title. It's been three months since the game came out. Why don't we have ranked? That's the core of a competitive game. And they said, you should be thankful we made you a game. I was like, <laughs> That's... are you kidding wow. me? <laughs> like, that was wow. the attitude. That was one of the lead designers. Okay. Said yes. that on Twitter, and I was like, yikes. "Y'all got a problem."
1: Oh. That's a yikes! Yeah, yeah and that's then, not professional.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then he had to apologize to the player. Oh, because he was contractually obligated to not talk smack or do anything like bad, because he was an esports player. It was, I think, it was Scump. It was like one of the top. He was in the Call of Duty league and all of that. So he part of his contract was he couldn't talk down about the game. So he had to apologize. I'm like, you had to apologize to that. Are you kidding me like he, he there was no they were being completely silent, granted, it was during the pandemic, but you could say like, yo, we get it. This is frustrating. We are working really hard. We're just having so many issues, but we got the game out. I hope people are enjoying it. We'll update you guys when we can about what's going on. like just be like that. not you should be thankful that we've done anything for you." No, we spent money on this. You have made tens of millions of dollars a week on this game. You should be thankful that you've got such a great paying job to release a broken game and then talk down to your entire audience. Like what is should have kept
2: that in
1: the draft. There's that other <laughs> yeah. side. I think that's probably a more corporate stance and not um well... I don't
0: know. Like I said, this was a lead designer. So when you're talking a company like Activision in a big game like Call of Duty, lead designer is basically like a corporate person. This wasn't... Yeah. He wasn't probably in the trenches actually doing a lot of the groundwork. He was probably more of a corporate manager liaison type.
1: Yeah. Oof.
0: Because yeah. it, it's such a big company, hundreds and hundreds of employees. Would you get to a, I'm the lead designer, mm, but did you, <laughs> oh. <laughs> did, what did you really design? I don't even know if he was a lead designer. Because uh, I think at that stage, the lead designer isn't actually really doing a bunch of the design. They're just mostly guiding everyone else that is doing the design, if that makes sense.
1: Reminds yeah. me of, like, the office space person of being, like, I'm a people person. Oh I boy. talk to the engineers <laughs> and the business people. That's what I do.
0: <laughs> I'm middle management.
1: Yeah. Then. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I understand the need for a lot of those people. Oh, I, for sure. I've met so many people and there's a lot of people that code they are really good at doing like that job but when it comes to communicating to someone that doesn't know about that stuff and just needs a hey what's going on how's the work going you need that middle person that can translate because it you know if i was management and i came to a coder and they were like oh well we've got sql library things and whatever i don't even know if that's a correct sentence no clue but if they could come out with something like that i'm like Right, so what What does that mean? <laughs> and then they, yeah, so you need someone to translate and communicate. Yeah. What a mess so, in the industry. Yeah,
1: it is. That was kind of a, that was a tangent. It but, was a bit of a um,
0: tangent, but I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um. So I guess yeah. the next little talking point we've got was sort of... Well, we know we've got our first MMO experience. We both had WoW, you or World of Warcraft, to say it fully. Yes, yes. I, I, my first MMO, WoW. Yours was WoW. Clarissa, did you play any MMOs before Final Fantasy?
2: You know, I, when you guys were talking about WoW and such, I was thinking in my head, "Oh my gosh, I forgot to talk about MapleStory." So, <laughs> I think I was in like middle school at the time. One of my friends was like, "Hey, you should try out this game. It's really fun. It's called Maple Story." So, um, actually, we were. It was in the summer, so I had time to get hooked. And mm-hmm. I went back home after tennis practice, and I downloaded the game. Uh, of course, I joined the wrong server, but um, so I'm like looking yeah, as, for my friend. As one does, already... when
0: you start, you know. It's... yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. I already sunk too much time in to want to like switch and remake, so I'm just like, you know, I'll just enjoy the game and we'll just like talk about our different experiences. But um, I played Maple Story for a good while. I was no good at it. I built my character completely wrong. Um, I picked the most expensive job, of course, and I was always poor. Um, <laughs> but I had a lot of fun with it. Um, until I couldn't play it anymore because. Uh, the family computer only had fifty gigabytes of uh, space on the hard drive, and I couldn't install <laughs> the newest patch at some point, so I had to stop playing.
1: I like how her family computer—if you can tell the age differences between us—oh <laughs> yeah, I like how her family computer had fifty gigabytes, <laughs> and Boy. when I started, it was just like tiny little crumb. Of hard drive and memory.
0: <laughs> I don't even remember what our first computer had as a hard drive. It was running Windows 3.1. Oh no!
1: And a similar boot.
0: With 3.1 was before '95, and when I tell you, you would this was a foreign landscape compared to now because when you turned on the computer, it didn't even boot into Windows. It booted to DOS, and you had to type. DOS. Oh. Slash Win Launch 3.1 whatever I don't remember the command line, but you actually had to type out how the what to open to start Windows.
1: I remember this the like little green command line. Let's put it in.
0: (laughs) It was so exciting, but you could even skip because we would have games on floppy disks, so you didn't have to launch Windows to launch your game. You would just put in the floppy, type the file path for the floppy. Oh yeah, and bam, you could play your games.
1: For sure. I remember like a true floppy, like, you know, you have like your A drive and your B drive Mm -hmm. and then you know.
0: This is actually why the Windows drive is always the C drive, Clarissa, was because back in the day, your A drive was usually your floppy and the floppies would say on them slash A slash this, whatever, in order to launch the proper file in there because you couldn't see the files. You just had to know. So A and B were always reserved for, I think, floppy, and B drive was, I think, like, for second floppy, if you had one, you had a secondary drive, and then C was where your disc went.
2: I feel very fortunate that I didn't have to experience that. (laughs) The earliest version of Windows that I think I saw was either 95 or 98. I don't remember, but I would just play, like, this random... Like computer game that my mom loved sometimes, um, like on her laptop, it was a brick, but uh, oh, I would play that sometimes back but... then
0: that was two bricks, oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> those things were so big,
1: oh, oh, they were
0: they'd run but, for yeah, like I... half an hour just with windows open, nothing else, <laughs> just the screen,
1: oh no, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember, yeah, this like we had like a container. Like a little plastic container that like was like a file sorter for like all of our floppy drives. Oh my gosh.
0: hmm mm-hmm.
1: And like you just labeled them like different games or files you had on it. Yeah, that little so thing. Knew- and then you
0: could flip through them. Like, okay, where was? Okay, it's right mm-hmm. here. Yep, yeah, there's there's my little video game. Whatever yep. the heck. <laughs> my uh, what did they call that thing? Oh my gosh, the clip art, clip art.
1: Oh yeah. The little clip arts. <laughs> And like clip art and like Corel Draw and all that. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and we're, then you we're could all... do, like,
0: graphic design is my passion.
2: Oh no. <laughs> 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 Open Paint, draw some squiggly lines. Oh, get yeah. that fill bucket. <laughs> oh no, nah, man!
0: They had like little stickers that you could like pre-drawn, like figures and stuff. They got real yeah. fancy in late '90 90, Windows '98, and you could get like little animated ones where it would kind of move a little bit.
1: Yeah. Gosh. I mean, I thought it was so cool making cards for people.
0: Yes. Like, oh my gosh. Um, and it would like, print it on regular printer paper and you just had to fold the. F- fold it? Fold yes. It right. Yeah.
2: I remember doing something like that like once. I made like a <laughs> booklet that was about, it was, you had to fold the paper like four times or something, I remember. Mm-hmm. And you had to cut it a certain way after you folded it. But I don't remember very much. Yeah, there was some fancy. It was like, so yeah. cool.
1: Yeah, we are aging ourselves here, next
0: Yeah, a little bit. I (laughs) I remember having when we got our Windows 95 computer, and I was so excited because it had a CD drive, which meant I could play those games that had CDs.
1: Oh, yeah. Better graphics.
0: Oh, yeah. Big time. I think that missed.
1: (laughs) Oh, missed. Oh, missed. It was great.
0: Got missed in there. And uh, hundred megahertz. That's when I started getting into the computer stuff. I wish my parents had kind of you know pushed that along a bit because I was like, man, we got a hundred megabytes or hundred megahertz on our processor. So cool! Windows ninety five. I don't have to type anymore. Look, it's got you know this much RAM. And I was learning all this stuff about the computers. I was so excited. I had a one gigabyte hard drive. One wow. gigabyte. I can't <laughs> even. It's and big because it...
1: like you know that's why we had so many floppy drives cuz there was no there weren't big hard drives
0: yeah oh, 1 gigabyte was like whoa that was a lot <laughs> it was a lot of space yep. it took us years to fill it uh i mean to give you an idea like <laughs> the super nintendo cartridge or regular nintendo cartridges the entire games fit there was like 256 kilobytes of data whoa that was all the space you had and, that explains a lot. Yeah, that's why you could get some really janky stuff because it, it, it was tiny. It was so small. And Super Nintendo was only a little bit bigger. Man. <laughs> so, like, that was what games were like back then. PC, you could use, like, a couple megabytes because floppy disks were bigger. They were... How many megabytes was a floppy drive? Like, eight megabytes? I don't remember, but it was a couple megabytes, let's say. So that was... A- whoa.
1: Of a coffee drive and it says 1.44 megabytes
0: yes 1.44 was the it was a three and a half inch 1.44 that's what it was
1: that's kind of hilarious
2: (laughs) I feel like I have like just image files that are bigger than that
0: oh yeah oh yeah you could take a screenshot with windows (laughs) Snipping tool that's bigger than that (laughs) it's yeah
1: we, we old
0: yeah Oh, it's incredible, just thinking about where we were. I remember getting that gateway PC in the cow box. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, we had one of those. That was the 500 megahertz computer. Oh, my gosh. I was.
1: <laughs> and then when the internet came around, oh, buddy, that modem, let's fire that. it up.
0: <laughs> uh, the days of trying to play multiplayer, Command & Conquer Red Alert specifically was where I started. And in order to connect, there wasn't like a lobby that you went to. Like nowadays, you had to call your friend on the phone and say, hey, I'm going to connect to you. Make sure no one else answers the phone because you had to call their house and answer with your computer in order to connect. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And so sometimes you would answer and then your mom would be on the other end and you could hear her through <laughs> yeah. the modem hello winner 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 oh my gosh <laughs> that's so funny i didn't
2: that's know so you could scary. actually like hear people if they picked up yeah that's that hilarious. that
0: noise that you hear was actually yeah. a little speaker on there and so if someone else like picked up the phone you would hear them through the modem that's scary yep. <laughs> and then oh your God. friend would call and then they would try to yell through the, like the 30 seconds like if you can hear me I will call you again. Do not answer the phone. I got it this time. I'm calling with the computer next time. Answer. And then they would hang up. And hopefully. It was. It was absolute chaos. It could take like a half hour to finally get into a lobby where (laughs) no one picked up the phone.
1: Man. (laughs) Ended up getting a second landline. Wow. I begged. Because my parents just got tired. They got tired of it.
0: (laughs) I begged for one. Can we please get a second phone line, please? I'll do whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yep.
1: Modem days.
0: Uh, And then finally, when we got, you know, DSL and the better technologies that weren't phones. Yep. So good.
1: Amazing. Amazing. But yeah, even in college, I was just like... You know, I was in col I started college in what, two thousand and four or five. Just playing on this little not little, they're huge back then. Laptops were huge. Um mm-hmm. this huge like Dell business computer in college because there's nothing like yeah, it it was a brick and I was trying to play games on it and it was just terrible. Oh man. Oh. I hadn't even heard of a GPU. Until, you know, like two thousand nine, two thousand ten. I'm like, oh, there's like you can get a GPU. Oh shoot.
0: <laughs> I felt I my parents did do one thing. They would get me PC Gamer magazine, so oh, nice. I knew about hardware, and that I was able to guide our gateway purchase. And it had the TNT, thirty two graphics card. And is
1: that
0: a good one. It was at the time. It was, it was a TNT two. Card. It was TNT2 32 or 64, whatever. It was the the top-of-the-line graphics card at the time. It was the best. The 32 meant it had 32 megabytes of onboard RAM, which was the most. It was like, wow, what a graphics card. And I was gaming hard. I could play StarCraft at a decent FPS, finally. (laughs) I was very pumped about this. But I, I knew about graphics cards, at least, so...
1: Yeah, I didn't know about it until, you know, when I first started playing WoW, I'm like, okay, I play on my computer, it's fine. And then I just like, man, why does it run so, like, I kind of get motion sickness, it's a little choppy, like, is this how it's supposed to be? And then someone's like, oh, you probably are just using your integrated graphics card on your motherboard, you should probably check out a GPU. And I'm like, oh what is that and then here we are today i'm like building my own stuff and like swapping parts and it's a it's a beautiful life
0: yeah i remember when i was playing wow when i started it was on a dell Inspiron bs you
1: know
2: oh
0: no computer <laughs> and you know, the walmart special and no. i was raiding on that thing because when I got into WoW, there was during Cataclysm by like the second patch when I was playing. I was in two raid teams and I was healing and running DPS like four or five nights a week. I was raiding you know, like heroic progression stuff. This I was hardcore just going hard in WoW all with integrated graphics <laughs> and basically... <laughs> I could raid cuz it would only dip down to like 20 FPS so I could kind of raid but I couldn't run LFR when LFR came out cuz that was like it had oh, to be 25 yeah. man and mm-hmm. my FPS would be like 3. <laughs> uh and it was awful but somehow because I had I would practice on the practice dummies like for hours to get my rotations perfect I could still because it would register my inputs so I was still like top DPS even though I couldn't see, because I was just muscle memory doing my rotations. gosh, And it was a bit rewarding, but it was also like, I'd like to see what's happening. Because yeah. <laughs> sometimes I couldn't dodge mechanics, because I just didn't know when it was happening.
1: Oh, I mean, that sounds familiar today.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. Man. Oh, no. uh, it's a little gosh. different, but...
1: I'm Yeah, it, I'm sure it is, but... Sometimes with Final Fantasy That 14. random
0: lag every once in a while, and it's just...
1: Gosh, it's a little painful.
0: Or my sneeze the other day. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know, we were raiding. We were doing um, Uwu Prog, and right when a mechanic popped up, I sneezed. So, you know, closed my eyes and turned my head and had no idea which way to run. <laughs> so it was a brief moment of panic. Uh yeah. It was a very unfortunately timed sneeze.
2: But you um, lived, right? I did. I mean, yeah,
0: because okay. I, I blurrily, like, kind of, as I was turning my head back, I squinted. And I could oh see where God. you guys were running. So I just started pushing the button to run <laughs> with you guys. <laughs> but I couldn't tell where I was supposed to actually go. I just fortunately could make out, people are running that way. I'm going to follow them. I hope I ran in time. <laughs> you, you know, down to that muscle memory, you know? <laughs> Oh oh my god! So, so Maple story my... was yours. We were wow. We've gone over that. You know, I guess
1: we could kind of fast forward well maybe not fast forward, but like Final Fantasy, Squeenix, um uh, either as a single game or MMO or what what drew you in to Final Fantasy?
0: Well, 14 or just the series like what got us started on the series
1: either way some people have like played the final fantasy series and like Mm -hmm. 14 was like a natural progression for them and some people like oh uh i like mmos just hopped into final fantasy 14 and then maybe discovered other um final fantasy like standalone games uh so how, how did we get here to final fantasy 14
0: well, as far as I know, I want Clarissa to start. Okay, because yeah. Because I think she um... has the shortest <laughs> <laughs> experience with Final Fantasy.
2: So, um, I am essentially playing the games backwards because fourteen <laughs> was the first Final Fantasy game that I've actually like played. Um, before fourteen, I had watched um, like a Let's Play of Crisis Core. And I remember liking Zach, but like that was pretty much it. Um, I know uh, a handful of people uh kind of like around the peak of the pandemic, a lot of people were playing Fourteen and I'm like, Oh god, it's an MMO, I I'm gonna get stuck to this. I don't know if I should try playing it. I was like obsessed with Maple Story when I was still playing it and then like a couple of people um were like, Hey, you should play with us. It'll be fun. I'm like, okay, I'll give it a try. And I did. And boy, oh boy, I'm hooked. Um, <laughs> I'm honestly, like, if I had a PS5, I would play um 16, because now that I know more about Final Fantasy because of 14, I'm more interested in, like, the other games. And I'm just kind of, like, currently, um, some of my other friends are playing some of the other games in the Final Fantasy series, and I'm just kind of absorbing some of that knowledge and like some of the cool stuff that they like run through in their playthroughs um and it's just like you know these are actually very good games. I'm surprised I like didn't get into this sooner um honestly, like I don't know why if it was like uh like a console exclusive sort of deal that might have been because I've been like primarily like Nintendo consoles. This whole time, um, because, like, before 14, the only Square Enix game that I had played was Chrono Trigger, but they were Square back then, so, like, I don't even know if that counts.
0: Yeah, it uh, counts. Yeah. The original Final Fantasies were Square. Okay, was, uh, see, square I didn't Soft. even know that. Square <laughs> Yeah, so the Chrono Trigger company was the same exact company that made the OG Final Fantasies. They eventually merged with, It was Eni- was it just Enix? I don't remember what Enix was.
1: I don't know. I don't know the whole history. I just know it went from, like, Square, Square Squaresoft, Square Enix. I'm like, okay, sure. Companies buying companies.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was... I remember when Square merged with Enix. Well, Squaresoft merged with Enix. And I was like, man, are they going to mess with, like, the Final Fantasy series? But it turned out Square was just the dominant force in the merger. So, no. They weren't going to touch Final Fantasy because that was like, it's still to this day the baby of the company and has been since basically the first one, 1985, when they first made Final Fantasy.
1: It's so funny because back then, like, the reason why it's called Final Fantasy is because it was going to be Square's, like, last title before the company went under. And that's why it's named... Final Fantasy. Oh, I was going to say wow.
0: that. Yeah, it was like their Hail Mary home run. Hey, we're going out of business. YOLO, let's make a the, the game of our lives. Let's just make it. <laughs> and then it turned out it was enough to carry a company for the next 30 years.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, then they, I mean, they knocked out of the park with uh, Seven, for sure. That was a hit.
0: Well, they were, because mm-hmm. they were actually nailing home runs. With one through six, uh, except for two. Well, people love two. I hated it. A lot of people now hate it. It's <laughs> it's well, it's a controversial Final Fantasy. Um, in my books, anyway. But I, those were all on Nintendo systems. Seven became the like, hey, we're the real deal because it was the first 3D Final Fantasy. And it was on the PlayStation. And yeah, it kind of took the RPG world by storm. Because holy cow, it's 3D. Look at this thing. This game is so cool. It's incredible. Wow. And then I got started with Final Fantasy with 8. So I kind of missed the 7 bus. But 8 hooked me. I loved 8. I played 7, 8, 9, 10, 10 two. I haven't beaten all of them. But I've played them. 10-2 probably the least, but whatever. I've dabbled with 11 a little, like, recently because I couldn't play it back in the day. Um, What else? A bit of 13? I don't know. I kind of fell off with 12, 13, and then, yeah, we got 14 now. I did go back and do the Pixel, no Pixel remasters, and played so far one, didn't like two. I quit after, like, three hours. And then I've been working a little <laughs> bit through three that's where I am so far. I, I've played most of the Final Fantasies.
1: So what made you hop into Final Fantasy fourteen?
0: Well, I was playing some WoW. Because I was off and on with WoW. I was slowly getting disenchanted with the game. Which was annoying, because I had issues with it. But I loved MMOs. And people online would be like, oh, well, everyone's just over the MMO genre. WoW is fine. And I thought, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's not okay. And I believe it was Stan. Yeah, it was Stan. who was like, yo, you ever thought about playing Final Fantasy 14? Well, I was like, I tried it a while ago, and I didn't get into it, but I didn't have anyone to play with, so I can give it another shot. And then he was like, here's my referral code.
2: Oh, my and, God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the rest is history. I've been playing now a year and a half-ish and i've got over 3000 hours yeah so been playing a lot
1: yeah i hear that um let's see so for me i was able to sneak i cuz you know younger i wasn't allowed to play video games so i was able to sneak final fantasy 9 when it came out and i like my sister's boyfriend at the time had a playstation playstation 1 2 i don't remember um but uh he had it and so i would just like sneak play it and i just ran through it as fast as i could because i was like this could go away at any moment i gotta finish this and so i like just completely if i if i could have been on like games done quick i that might have been that's what it felt like at least (laughs) Um, speed run Speedrunning Final <laughs> Fantasy IX. Um, that's what I was doing. I did that, and then obviously took a pause after that until post-college life, and um, played Final Fantasy Ten, Thirteen, Thirteen Two on PS3. Um, I did not play Eleven, although a lot of my college friends were like obsessed with Eleven because they were huge MMO players. Um, you know, like Ultima Online or um, what was the other one? EverQuest was a big one at that point. Yeah, yeah. it was like Ultima Online and EverQuest. Like these guys were hardcore gamers. Um, so they were really into Final Fantasy XI, like staying up till three a.m. to like camp a boss and raid and everything. And I'm pretty sure they probably missed class too for like. Yeah, I was. I was gonna say.
0: Like, at that stage of the MMO history, when people say, oh, well, I miss the old school MMO, like, there was no such thing as being casual because no. of, like, not even just the grind, because so much of the grind was waiting until 3 a.m. for a boss to spawn and hope you got the tag. Yep. Like, it wasn't grinding, because there was grinds, don't get me wrong, you had to grind But it was also sitting there waiting, hoping you got something that you were waiting six hours to get.
1: Yeah. Like, imagine if, like, the S ranks, A, we didn't have all these communication channels that we do now. (laughs) And that the first person that tagged it got the rewards. And that was, like, the first group that tagged it got the rewards and, and nobody else.
2: There was definitely stuff like that in MapleStory that I had to deal with, and it was insane. It was Mm -hmm. so bad. (laughs) MapleStory had a lot
0: of... I didn't play a lot of MapleStory, but you know, I loved MMOs, so I tried to kind of keep up with a bunch. And yeah, they had a lot of old-school systems, because I think the game at its core is kind of old-school. It's older. It's been around for over a decade.
2: Yeah, I was no good at it. I didn't know what was going on, but I was just making my own game out of it, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was oh, actually a story. thing about Final Fantasy XI. I think my friend had tried it, but I couldn't play it because I had AOL Internet.
1: Oh,
2: boy.
0: Which required a login in order to get to the Internet, and so it didn't play well with consoles and a lot of games because, yeah, yeah it was just a pain. I hated it. Uh, I was so happy when we were done with that, but also you needed a expansion on the back of your PS2. I don't know if you guys ever saw those. No, there's a big hole in the old PS2s. Well, it had like a door on it, but there was like a big gap where there was just nothing in the back of it. And it was meant for an expansion slot that would have a little hard drive in it and internet connectivity or whatever. And that's what you needed to play Final Fantasy Eleven on the PlayStation, so wow. if you didn't have that on Jeez. top of the proper internet, like you just couldn't play it, and so that's where I was. I never got to try it when it came out
1: oh, yeah so yeah i didn't I did not play eleven um but yeah thirteen thirteen two fifteen. Um, And yeah, so for 14, I loved MMOs. I loved my time in WoW. Just raiding with people and getting to know people on a weekly basis and just laughing, have a good time. Um, Growing close to essentially strangers when you first meet them. Like, just random like Joe Schmo from the internet. (laughs) Yeah. um, Playing this, like, orc warrior. You're like, hey, buddy. Um, But yeah, growing to, like... (laughs) Be friends with people you've re- met randomly from all over the world. Yeah. Um. And so, you know, WoW... I was playing WoW off and on. Like, I was pretty steady with WoW from vanilla to through mop. And then I was pretty intermittent after that. Because I was like, hey, I'll see. You know, I'll dip my toes in in case, you know, that old magic is revived. And it's a great expansion. Well, um, spoilers. That, that didn't happen with WoW for me. I... You know, I tried the new expansions when they came out. They were okay. Um, but they weren't great for me. And then the last one, Shadowlands, just the torgas grind, the the raiding scene, the PvP, it just wasn't enjoyable for me. Uh, and it was hard to even have like multiple characters or alts. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, "You know what? I had a friend say, why don't you try Final Fantasy fourteen? Uh, because he had been playing it for a bit. I'm like, all right, I'll try it. And so, you know, I think in twenty like the end of twenty twenty one I started playing Final Fantasy Fourteen. And man, it's just been a wild ride since then. I've clocked so many hours and probably I, I haven't done my play slash played or what is it called in Final
0: Fantasy? Slash play time, I believe.
1: Slash playtime. Okay, I haven't ever checked that because I'm a. I'm a little scared.
0: I only know <laughs> because scared. I have it on Steam. Oh. So unfortunately, oh. it keeps reminding me exactly how many hours I oh have opened the game. Oh my gosh.
1: yeah, I don't want to know, but it's been like, whew, I've spent a lot of hours in there just between leveling things. Doing relic weapons raids, old raids, the MSQ alone, going from yeah. Reborn all the way through like Shadowbringers into Endwalker was that's a lot of hours. Mm-hmm. No lie, that's a lot of hours. And then just between raiding and hanging out with people, it's just a lot of hours. But I love it. It's great. It's so fun. It. I mean you know everyone's seen the meme of you know have you heard of the critically acclaimed <laughs> game final fantasy 14 with the free trial and i am one of those people same that are like hey you like mmos and games you should give this a try there's a free trial like just you nothing to lose give it a try <laughs>
2: I need to check up on one of my high school friends that I basically, I did the speech to uh, a couple of weeks ago because he said he was getting a new gaming PC. I'm like, hey,
0: have you heard? <laughs>
2: <laughs> have you heard? I haven't heard back from him yet about it. So I'm going to have to remind him. Oh, like, no, hey. I just realized
0: we're like the door to door Jehovah's Witness or something. I mean, we're like, but- hey, have you heard the good news? <laughs> Final Fantasy 14 has a free trial.
1: All the way up to heaven. Ah.
0: There's no time limit.
1: Come no on time on. limit, either. get to level 60. Enjoy
0: it. Grind everything you want. You. It's great. Yep. Yeah, oh. it's it, it really is so good. I had tried it. When I first tried it, I got it in a humble bundle. Just, you know, one other thing that I had gotten. <laughs> and I tried it, and I was like. This seems kind of cool. I didn't like the way the zones were broken up. Because I was so... I say broken up. i Because WoW, you could just walk to the zones. And you could see them. There it is right there. I'll just walk over this hill and bam, you're in the next zone. It was all seamless. It was really one big world. Where... Final Fantasy felt like I was in a little chunk of a map and then I had to go to the next little chunk. And I, where was the yeah. in between? Like that was kind of missing for me. And I was kind of playing alone. So I don't like to play these games alone. And I was like, I don't really, am I going to meet new people? I don't know. I, so I just quit. I think it was during Stormblood when I did that. But I, I literally had leveled a white mage to like, it wasn't a white mage yet. It was a conjurer, and I think it was like fourteen or something. I don't know. It didn't get very far, and I just kind of stopped because I, I thought it looks cool, but I don't know. I'm alone. I don't really want to play this game alone. And then came back to Final Fantasy fourteen, obviously later when I had <laughs> friends that were playing.
2: Yeah, but it's a lot more fun with people.
0: Yeah, because like in WoW, I I feel like when I talk to people, so many people lost the magic around. After Mop.
1: Yeah, for Um, sure.
0: Because I started, I had played it during, what was it, uh, Burning Crusade. I knew of WoW before that. My friend was really into it, and I had seen it, and I was like, man, I wish I could play it, but like paying for the sub and all of that because my parents weren't into it. He, my friend who was into it, had the advantage that his dad was super into World of Warcraft and played the game. So to him, it was like, oh, you want to play too? Sure. like. (laughs) No problem. Here you go. But my parents, it would be like, hey, can you pay $15 a month so I can play this oh, one boy. video game? Like, that would not compute. <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> uh, huh? So, you
1: just yeah. can't buy the game? Yeah. What the hell? I have to
0: pay? Every... No. What? <laughs> this isn't a cell phone plan. The hell. Uh, yeah. So subscription fees weren't really a thing back then. Now we have a subscription fee for frigging everything you do. You can yeah. pay subscription fees to there's like gas stations and coffee places where you can get a sub fee and get, you know, X drinks a month or whatever. And like everything's got a subscription now. So it, it was a different time back then. And. It, I finally got to give it a shot because I was an adult. Well, I was kind of an adult. I would I was like fresh out of high school, whatever. I got kind of into it in like Burning Crusade. I got a, I gave it another shot. But then my friend wasn't. He was a jerk to me. <laughs> I remember I kept asking him questions because there wasn't resources like today. Sujek yeah. knows, like, in those early days. Yeah, Man, it was... Do I need to buy, like, all of these abilities? These are expensive. I'm running out of gold. Like, do I need to buy all of this? Do, should I... Is this quest worth doing? Is this an MSQ? What is this? Like, oh boy. You, you were just kind of thrown to the wolves. had <laughs> no idea. So I would... <laughs> Ask him questions like, hey, what the heck is this thing? Or what's that? They're... I can't find this quest because nothing was labeled. And Man. at some point, because I, I mean, I wasn't questioning him all the time. I just had questions. And at one point I asked him a question and he was like, look, I have more important things to do. I'm not going to sit here and help you. I was like, oh. What? Okay, bye. And I literally logged out of the game and never played again. I deleted it. And that was it. That's sad. Yeah. yeah. And then I came back for Cataclysm with, believe it or not, the same friend. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) The same guy. But this (laughs) time I was like, you know what? If he's going to be the same guy, I don't even care. I'm going to play this game because I want to play this damn game. Yeah. So I played. And oh, my gosh. I sunk in the hours. (laughs) I enjoyed PvP so much once I got into it. Like, PvP kind of carried the game for me. Because in MOP, I wasn't very into PvE. It just started... Because there was so much stuff. Like, the dailies was just... I didn't want to do 40 dailies every day just to stay kept up with everybody. Because that's kind of where you were at a point.
1: Even with PvP, like, you had to cap your conquest every week. Um... If you had multiple characters, you had to do that, too. And, like, capping Conquest took time. Uh, And then doing your dailies to get, um, you know, whatever thing they had to, you know, dailies. Uh, Mm -hmm. Pain.
0: I remember doing less dailies for PvP because you just, you didn't need all of them. There was, like, a few reps you could grind for certain enchantments that were good, but that was... That was about it. It wasn't a big deal. Not like PvE, where you kind of needed everyone for something. Uh, But the Conquest grind wasn't too bad because I also had a group of friends where we'd play arenas and just, like, grind out our weekly caps on day one and be done. But I had a good time with that. But after that, I didn't really raid anymore. I raided in Legion briefly and in Warlords of Draenor briefly. But I mostly PvP every time I came back. That was my main focus.
1: Most I mostly PvP too. Um, I raided it in Wrath. Uh, Ice Crown Citadel. Citadel was a great raid. I loved it. Uh, I did a ten man, ten person, I should say, ten person version of it. Uh, and that's pretty much all the raiding I did in WoW. Like in Wrath, and that was it. And then mostly just PvP. Uh, I guess, yeah, fast forward to Final Fantasy XIV in the raiding scene. Um, If some people don't know, Final Fantasy doesn't really have a strong PvP community. It's not mm-hmm. the
0: best. Mm-hmm. It's a
1: little... Like, some people really enjoy it, and props to them for really enjoying PvP. I myself cannot get into it. It's a little interesting. Uh, I would like to play it with my friends oh please! Oh, that's the
0: main please that's, please yeah
1: like, i'd want to play it with my friends like crystalline conflict with my friends casual would is be fine fun. that would be fun yoshi please
0: yes <laughs> please senpai call you whatever you <laughs> want please
1: um but i think a lot of people really enjoy final fantasy in the raiding scene uh either Casually doing unsynced minimum eye level older raids, ultimates, savage raiding, um, trials. I think, and as much as like sweaty high end gamers like to be, sometimes it really is accessible Mm -hmm. to most people.
0: Here's the main thing I noticed because what killed it in WoW a lot for me was every time there was a new expansion, there was a new system and a new thing, and then all this like stuff that i didn't want to do just to have enough power to raid Uh, like you mentioned like with torgast and everything it completely killed shadowlands i did i refused to play it because i couldn't have alts i just couldn't grind everything it was annoying i had to do things i didn't want to do to do anything i had to do them to pvp i had to do them to pve no i don't want to do it so i quit (laughs) but final fantasy doesn't change their systems Like what you did in Stormblood is pretty much the same things you had to do in Shadowbringers and the same things you had to do in Endwalker, which was, you know, get your currency by running expert roulettes and 90 roulette and or 80 roulette, whatever, you know, the max level. And you get your points, you do the thing, you go to the raid, you get your token, you get the thing, and then that's it. Next expansion, do the same things with the new content, get your gear done. It wasn't these convoluted yeah. systems or this new thing. Or I can't imagine if they took like an endless dungeon and said, hey, you need this in order to raid.
1: Oh, my gosh. Uh,
0: people would quit. The
1: community would maul. It would it'd be an uproar. I mean, oh my, that
2: yeah. kind of reminds me of the Manderville weapons. <laughs> because, um, everyone's <laughs> like, what do you mean I have to go through that whole quest line just to get a weapon and And it's it's not even a necessary you
0: do not need that yeah at all like i mean it's cool obviously i want it i'm gonna do it but (laughs) yeah the community kind of molded over side content they had to do for the other side content you what
1: yeah relic (laughs) weapons are not necessary
0: (laughs) yeah they're they're not they're mostly cosmetic i guess they are technically bis at the final stage i believe the final stage is bis for the end of the expansion but that's it's barely bis it's just a little tiny bit extra yeah Uh, i wouldn't remotely call it necessary no one would require that to run a savage group because it's not even going to be out when the savage tier is current so who cares i
1: would yeah it's yeah, so it's completely optional and yet the community was still like I'm not going to go back and run these Manderville quests. This is ridiculous. <laughs> like, like they were uh, personally
0: wounded. Like, yes. You don't have
1: to there, bruh. Like you, you don't have to if you don't want to. And that's kind of the nice thing with with Final Fantasy rating is like every tier everyone just gets like this crafted set of gear which keeps mm-hmm. the economy going and like there is a very real incentive to have max level crafters and gatherers mm-hmm. so that every raid tier there's a co crafting set that you can get that you need to raid for the most part. And uh mm-hmm. so yeah, if you want to raid you can just get your gear and you're set. You're like the world racers, average person raider wearing the crafted set. It's everyone's on like an even playing field then.
0: And I wouldn't even, you don't even need it. You'd need it if you're trying to do, like, your week one prog. Yeah. You're kind of definitely very, very strongly recommend (laughs) you get that gear. Uh, But you you can even do it without just because you can get, if you're not looking to clear the whole, yeah, if you're not looking to clear most of the tier week one, you don't need it you do if you want to do hardcore prog if you're going to be clearing cuz we cleared two fights in the first week and I don't think we would have without crafted gear.
1: Yeah, most of us yeah, fully were fully crafted and pentamelded, yeah. Just I think for the pure DPS check alone, but over mm-hmm. time
0: Well, cuz you can get, get your, your currency gears and stuff and you can fill yeah. in and you'll be fine.
1: Yep. And it's not even that hard to get, like, currency gear. Do, like, an expert dungeon a week, which is, like, what, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And do, like, a few of those a week. You'll get your currencies and get
0: good gear. You cap with, like, five experts. And that's if that's only the only thing you do. If that's all you did, you would cap if you just did one expert a day, which is, like, 20 minutes tops.
1: Easy. And that's just like entry into the like high-end raiding scene. So mm-hmm. I look at WoW and all these people. Oh my gosh. Sort of grind- grinding these Mythic Plus keys and key depletion cry plus um hoping something in their vault is good for the week or that one drop they need for Biss out of a Mythic Plus that nobody will run with them. It's painful.
0: It was awful. I remember trying to do that system, and if you didn't have a group, it was chaos. And I can't stand when I mention this to people, and they're like, I played WoW all the time, and I never ran into that issue. Yeah? I don't think you did. Because this was a daily occurrence for me to run into some guys just molding in a leveling dungeon. <laughs> it was daily. It was regular that you would get people ditching your keys or getting mad that the hunter pulled two seconds before you hit the mob or whatever. Like, it was just constant rage about every little thing in the game because the game was designed to, like, pit the players against each other and to have a lot of mistrust because a random person could ruin your day so easily.
1: Not the best. Um but yeah just trying to get bis and wow just seems very hard. And mm-hmm. in Final Fantasy 14 it's there's there's definitely there's some work to put towards it but it isn't it isn't RNG totally. Like you can get some bad rolls and it might take you 16 weeks to get your bis but you'll get it.
0: Yeah, in the absolute worst-case scenario. Yeah, it's I'm thinking.
1: Yeah, like you'd have to lose. Yeah,
0: you'd have you'd to have to, if, if you're the last person to get your gear. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's really only eight weeks if you're clearing every week.
1: Yeah, if you're. Yeah. Clearing, well, that's.
0: But it depends. But
1: yeah. But yeah, I think uh, a couple months maybe... of
0: being consistent. Everyone should be bis.
1: Well, that's in a status setting. Oh, that's setting. eight
0: weeks. That's eight weeks. Yeah.
1: Some people do Party Finder and they just have the worst luck. And it will take them. That's you true. Know, it
0: would be 16 to get your books. Yeah.
1: 16 weeks to get your books. Yeah. Yeah. Get your but you that's lost better. It. I remember
0: grinding on my shaman and wow, and not getting one thing I needed after like, it was like three months.
1: Oh God. and i did this not get my piece wild. and there was
0: there was no coverage there was no way for me to buy it i couldn't get it i just didn't have a piece oh uh, yeah
1: i mean you're guaranteed to have it at like the most would be 16 weeks most people will get their best like within eight
0: weeks usually yeah yeah And even then, you know, there's still, like, other pieces of gear you can have that will fill in just fine. Like, you're not being held back much by not having BIS.
1: No. And the DPS checks are, you're usually not, you're not that held back from not having BIS either.
0: Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, the fights are designed around, you know, the world firsters can do it in that crafted gear. Like yep. literally day one, they can they do the do. whole tier. So as a casual, who's obviously not the best, you'll be able to clear after a few weeks with all of the other gear.
1: Yep, for sure. And that's what I appreciate about the Final Fantasy raiding scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess for us right now, uh, well, now that we're talking about the raiding scene, uh, all of us have finished the current Savage tier. Uh Ooh which is nice. We started out of very casual static and we didn't finish the 6.0 Savage tier until the odd number patch oh, like man. right before 6.2 came out. And so now that we're done pretty early comparatively, it's been really nice. And we're almost to the ultimate weapon what, what is it called? Ultima's weapon refrain or ultimate weapon uwu i what does uwu i don't stand? know what it
2: stands for oh, i think for, it
0: stands uh, for uh Ultima weapon Ultima ultimate weapon ultimate oh. okay
1: ultimate <laughs> ultimate we're hopefully going to clear that tomorrow and that'll be Fingers our first ultimate crust. that we've cleared um because we all started raiding at the beginning of endwalker and so this will be the first ultimate we've cleared we've been watching We've been watching the world race. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> mm. <Mm-mm. laughs> but uh, yeah, we're starting to dip our toes into ultimates and progressing Savage quicker. And it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, satisfying.
0: We started strong in our group. I'm in a separate raid group from them. We started so strong in the first two weeks. We had all three first three fights dead. And we're like, man, we're doing great. And then we spent like six grueling weeks on P8S. And it it was awful. That was, a lot of us were not having any more fun after that long of just being stuck.
1: Yeah, I think P8S especially was just hard for people. Um, But essentially it's two bosses, right? It's two bosses that you have to learn. Two fights you have to learn. Um, with a lot of coordination and body checks, and not very forgiving. So we kind of had a similar thing with P A S, where it was, you know, we we blew through five through seven, and mm-hmm. you know, we kind of slowed down on the progression. And I think some people were feeling sort of the the drag. Uh, yeah, and I get it but i as a raid leader uh i pretty much anytime there's like a door boss and a final boss i just say it's going to take one month for the door boss one month for the final boss and that's pretty much where we were cuz we yeah like like you guys we blew through 5 through 7 and then 8 was kind of the slog
0: you remember that cuz i felt like we had a little uh group first you know <laughs> clear race going because we were only like a day ahead of you guys on each of our clears or something we were we were we were it felt like a race you guys were nipping at our heels the whole time and i was like oh we gotta stay ahead gotta keep it tight let's go we gotta win It (laughs) it felt like a cool little almost not a world first race obviously we were not at that level at all but just you know, like a little friendly race that we had going unofficially, and it was oh, it was cool. Sure. But then eight hit,
2: oh yeah, the wall.
0: That was the sad thing was it wasn't even like we. I guess I say it's sad, but you know we couldn't blame anyone. It wasn't like one person held us back. It was just someone, a random person in the group. Like could have been me, could have been someone else, could have been another person. Who knows? Someone just messed up, and if anyone messed up, it was a wipe. Pretty much. And on a, so much be. of that, so.
1: Yeah, I think so. When the first raid tier and Walker, um, Asphodelos, I think the static breaker was P3S. You know. The oh Phoenix, yeah. Phoenix, that was the static Broke ours, breaker. Yeah. Yeah, you know? and then <laughs> I think for this tier, P8S was the static breaker.
0: Yeah, eight yeah. was rough. Which is kind of weird because when we joined the new group, P3S, we beat. When a few of us. Because a few of us from the first rate group joined that one. And we beat P3S like the second day we were with them. And then we beat P4S completely the next week. Wow. So it only took us like four days together and we cleared the. We finished the tier. So. It was weird to go from that experience of rapidly clearing to hitting this random wall in P8S and just not having that, like, yeah, we're killing it quickly because we had just experienced (laughs) that in the first one. So it was just like, yeah, it was so different. It was demoralizing.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm going to say that. But hopefully next
0: year it's hopefully we all do a little bit better everyone you know just because it's not fun when it drags out that long
1: no but i think i don't know for me i guess maybe from a different perspective from raid leading i try and keep the positivity going saying we are making progress We're more consistent on these earlier mechs um it'll pay off in the end like I know it feels like we keep wiping to the same things, but we're getting better at these previous things and just uh kinda keeping that positive mindset uh and setting realistic goals. Uh it's it's really easy to look at, you know, these streamers, these world racers that are clearing the tier in, you know, day one, day two, week one, whatever. Um, but that's a that's most of them. That's their job. That's what they do, or they take off like two weeks of work to do it. And we're not those people. We are the people <laughs> that are only rating like two hours, like a couple times a week. So yeah. I think managing expectations and just knowing that we're putting in a lot less hours than that. And a lot of Final Fantasy raiders are not those people. So to compare yourself with them, um, probably isn't isn't good because you know i think most of the bulk of raiders are just not not that they're not world racers
0: and yeah i i've never felt how do i want to put it i feel like i don't get demoralized thinking about oh well the world firsters did it because i've kind of played sort of to that level like when i played fifa we we beat the number 1 team in the world on my squad that I made, I was the leader of this FIFA club and we beat the number one team in the world. And like, I remember the hours we spent practicing together and grinding and going over everything and doing all that stuff. Granted it was soccer, not rating, but it was that same level of playing. And I know I'm not playing at that level. I'm not practicing at that level in final fantasy. So having that experience, I don't have that expectation to be super fast. And I think some people, that haven't put in the hours it takes to be like that, don't realize that, yeah, we should be several weeks behind what they're doing.
1: Yeah. And that's, I think, uh, yeah, I think for us when we put out the goal of clearing before the odd number patch, which is, I don't know how many months after the, was it like three months? Three-ish, yeah. Yeah, three months. I think that's perfectly reasonable, comfy. Uh and we just don't want to get you know, I'd hate to find have somebody burn out on the game that they've loved previously just because like they've burned out on Raid. I'd I'd be so sad to hear that.
0: That's where I was. I didn't want to play for a little bit. Which is yeah. (laughs) That was I hit that burnout stage and didn't want to play Final Fantasy.
1: Um
0: which was unfortunate. It was just I guess our expectation, it wasn't it was mostly built on the fact of just how quickly we had cleared the tier before and how consistent the group was during that. Mm -hmm. So to suddenly hit the way we did was just jarring and frustrating. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I was the only one getting a bit burnt out on that, but I joined the Uwu group, unfortunately. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) And here you are. Yeah, here I am. (laughs) I had joined. I literally, I kind of told you guys briefly earlier, but yeah, I like signed up because I didn't think you guys needed me. But I was like, <laughs> you know, I should just, I don't want to be like, completely not participating because I feel like I haven't really been around for events because I've been burnt out. So I'll just throw my name in, just like, have you need me? LOL, they don't, they'll never hit me back. And then you were like, hey, you're healing. Hey. And I was like, well, Guess I'm doing it. <laughs> I signed up. Yep. I, I did this. Okay.
1: Yep. Crap. <laughs> Crap.
0: <laughs> but it's doing yeah. fine. I'm slowly starting to feel it again because we are making actual progress. I don't, I came into it with a very low expectation anyway because it's an ultimate and, you know, not everyone, uh, had, well, none of us had run it in months. So it's like, we'll get there when we get there. And I yeah. I just, I went in, I shouldn't say like, oh, I don't expect anything from this group. I just, in general, had my expectations low. I just didn't have like a, we better clear in a month. Like there was nothing like that in my head. I just had the expectation of we're going to prog it and we'll see how it goes. And so yep. slowly that's kind of, as we're getting nearer to the end of it, Um. I don't know it's, a, it's kind of revitalized me a little bit with the game. Like, I'm actually willingly playing it more. Because <laughs> I, I stopped for a little bit. I was literally just yeah. raiding, and then I barely did anything in the game. Just didn't want to play.
1: Yeah. I think Final Fantasy is a good game designed around, like, if you want to take a break, perfectly fine. Come back, catch up on all the things, like, fall in love with it again. I think it's a great game where you can just like take a pause, come back, and you don't feel like you don't feel that FOMO all the time or anything like that.
0: Yeah, because I've got yeah we we have alts and I've let Baby Knox fall to the wayside. That's yes, <laughs> that's actually the name of my alt for those that don't know. <laughs> I have a little fell named Baby Knox, and gosh, he fell behind like two patches and i've slowly started catching them up and it's very quick i'm not like lagging behind too bad so it's it is very casual friendly
1: yeah yep and so yeah i guess right now i'm kind of in the mindset like watching the top raiders i'm like oh that's so cool you know like but they're putting in like 16 hour days, and it's just, yeah. I, their weekly wild. Like,
0: time input is lower than our few months.
1: Right. <laughs> like, they're
0: because yeah. like, I was even saying, like, they're doing things. They have like the ninth man, they have other people watching the streams, taking screenshots for them so they can analyze how big AOEs are and counting. Yeah. How do you think anyone figured out? that you and uwu need to stand at the fourth marker on the edge of the arena for your safe spot during predation or whatever it's because they literally took screenshots as they died yeah
2: and someone (laughs) noticed that glyph. yeah
0: they sat there and counted the glyphs and were like yo if we stand at that fourth one it's safe here let's try that again and then like (laughs) they figured out that that fourth one is always the safe one so yeah. Like we're not at that level. Like I, I mean, no. don't get me wrong, it would be so cool to have a group where we could do that and analyze <laughs> screenshots and do all of that. But it is a lot of work that most people don't want to do and or have the time to do. Oh my gosh. I mean Yeah, yeah. But we'll take off with this podcast. This is gonna take off. We're gonna become uh, we're gonna become big time like blogger, <laughs> mm-hmm. podcaster, vlogger people and yeah. the, we'll be able to just be in a hardcore grind group because it's our job and we make money
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay oh.
0: one in a trillion that happens <laughs>
1: yeah let's uh, let's do that um i'd say one so do we want to like start wrapping up and
0: yes actually it's that's, that's, we've we've actually gone over our time which oh, i like i like it
1: I mean, it's been enjoyable talking about, like, you know, old school days of gaming and how oh, we, yeah. got we are and why we love the critically acclaimed game <laughs> that is Final Fantasy XIV. It's an unlimited
0: and... trial to level yes. 60.
1: <laughs> no limits on gameplay.
0: Yep. <laughs>
1: I'm... I
0: guess as a little, like, for future podcast, this one was just a introduction uh this is who we are and was a bit more free form i guess which i want to maintain i'd like us because i guess that's what podcasts are kind of like in a lot of ways especially on these kind of topics it's not like a news podcast where here's our specific story and we must stay <laughs> on this specific topic no matter what i want it to be a bit more free form but also we'll introduce more structure as we come up with more precise topics to discuss because right now it was mostly about this is our history of gaming and this is us and oh man remember when it was like that and that you know off we go <laughs> so future podcasts could be more targeted for instance one of the topics we really want to talk about next time would be the plug-in drama or what do we call it, the plugins
1: yeah, there it is. Plogon. Plo-gon. 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 <laughs> UAV online. NASA. Uh you know, if if anyone's been following the world race in the Omega Protocol Ultimate in Final Fantasy fourteen, you will know that there is a lot of controversy surrounding that fight. Uh the hardest fight in the game to date and be plenty of stuff to talk about for that that's for sure
0: oh yeah oh. it's yeah <laughs> uh yeah but i guess like just hot take rapid takes real quick where do we stand on plugins in the game like where are you I, guys at
1: i think Squeenix should just come out and say like anything that gives you an advantage in gameplay, is strictly prohibited and you will be banned. And, yeah. I think Square needs to come out and just say it. Say what yeah. is okay and what is not okay. And just by gosh, do it.
2: I agree. A lot of the, the I think the issue right now is there's a lot of gray area and it's just kind of there's definitely different levels of Plugin usage, and it's just kind of like pitting people against each other in a bad way. It's like, well, like, you guys, please stop fighting. Like, technically, both sides are against TOS. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it would be a lot better if there was just like a, a better layout of like, okay, this is what we absolutely will not accept. Also, I think it's interesting how certain plugins have like been added to the game like officially which is interesting
0: but <laughs> we'll
2: talk about that i
1: yeah
0: it's so tough because if they say yes to anything realistically they have to personally review the add-on or the plug mm-hmm. and say yes we approve that because people will find gray areas of well technically it's not helping but it kind of is and like yeah people are going to push the lines. So you would have to actually sit there and say yes to certain plugins. And then, you know, what about the console people? Cause they're not going to be able to run them. And then I don't, I could see that turning into a mess. And I think that's why they just say no plugins. And yeah, that's all I got. And then, yeah, but I, I don't, I kind of want them to avoid any plugins, but I see the value of a lot of them, so I would be open to something where we could have some plugins or some community support for features.
1: Yep. And we will dive into that.
0: Oh yeah, we can get real deep on that one.
1: <laughs> real
0: deep.
2: Get a bird's eye view. Yep. So many of the
1: topics. <laughs> bird's eye view. Guys. <laughs> 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 yes. oh, gosh. Um yeah. Well, this has been great. Uh, a lot of fun. Thank you for uh, putting this together, Nux. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, you know, and I have more work ahead of me for this one. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go. We don't have an editor on board, so I have to. Uh, I am the de facto editor for now. So I'm gonna have to mm. re-listen to all of it. The hardest part is hearing your own voice. It's the worst.
1: <laughs> mm, yeah. God. Yeah. Agree.
0: But yeah, I, I'm looking forward to more. I We're going to release bi-weekly so far. That's our plan. Maybe if we really get into a groove weekly, but for now, bi-weekly, give us some time to go over things and figure out topics and what we want to talk about. And yeah, that's yep. that's that's what I've got. That's what we've all got. Thank you guys for coming on and joining in and looking forward to more good times like this. And that that's about it. So everybody have a great couple of weeks until we come back. You better have listened this far. Oh. We can't do oh. anything, but I you like, better oh. have.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there we go. Right. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody.
2: Bye. Later.